Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. Ephraimites and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Reinbold, and this is the House of Ephraim show today. We do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in this show. It's Mark Reinbold. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Decker. Now that we've found out, the blessed God, that uh, Isaac lied, uh, that's the way familiar spirits become familiar to you, by the way. They hang around, you and your family. They grow up with you. Uh, forty years after Abraham and Sarah lied, Isaac lied. There was forty years there. Uh, uh, Rebecca lied to Isaac and, and deceived him into thinking that Jacob was Esau, so Jacob could do what? Could get the birthright. See how that? See how that spirit just kept going and going and going and going. Uh, Eleven of Jacob's sons lied. Now listen to this. Eleven, remember, uh, they deceived him about Joseph's death after they sold him off into slavery. Spirits don't die; people die. But the spirits who operated in their lives will continue to try and, and operate in the people's lives that are, are, are still there. They're still round about. Until they overcome them and defeat them by the Word of God, they're going to stay there. I, I was, uh, um, oh, it's been years ago, and I live out in the country, and just catty corner from me, uh, about uh, an acre or two, there's a house. And, and one, one morning, the phone rang, and, and this woman was on the other end, and she said, are, are you uh, uh, Tom Deckard? And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm Tom Deckard. And she said, well, we're your neighbors. Oh, well, they just moved in. It was a rental house at that time. And they just moved in. And, and, and she said to me, she said, we've got a problem. And she said, we called, we called everywhere. And she said, we even called, I forget, somewhere that somebody had put my name in. And they told them that I was in the area to call me. And so she said, we've got, uh, uh, she said, we've got some problems over here. She said, we've got something going on and we need somebody that can pray to tell us what, what it's all about. I said, well, you called the right guy. I said, You're, you called maybe all around the country, but I said, here it was, just across the road. I said, yeah, I'll come over. So I got over there, and, and I told him, I said, now, they were Catholics. Now, there's nothing wrong with Catholics. I've got nothing against Catholics. Uh, but they didn't know anything about anything. And, and so um, I told him, I said, now, I'm going to need to pray here for a few minutes and, and see what God uh, tells me. And I said, uh, so you, you sit here with me. And I said, now, I'm going to pray in, in, uh, in the Spirit which is praying in tongues, and I said, as, a, as, as you know, so Pentecostal people understand. And so they kind of got a look on their face and shook their head, so I began to pray. And so I prayed for a little while, and all of a sudden I stopped, and I looked at the man, and I said, you have had this uh, happen to you uh, before when you lived at home with your folks. And what had happened was that the woman had, uh, bless God, uh, she had uh, uh, heard noises, and got up in the middle of the night, and and uh, and something just come falling down off of a shelf. And the next night they heard a baby crying, and they didn't have a baby. They didn't. It was just the two of them. And then they uh, they had something else happen when they in the car uh, something took place, and so it was scaring them. And so he looked at me and he said, "How did you know that?" And I said, "Well, God just told me that." I said, "He said yes." He said, "When I was a a a, a teenager." He said, there was definitely something in our home. And, and, and I said, well, and, you, and your family moved to another house, and you got there, and you thought 
that that was the end of it, but you found out it wasn't the end of it. And he said, yeah. He said, that's exactly right. I said, well, it just moved with you. See, those spirits just move with you. That you can't, you can't move out on. They'll just crawl on a suitcase and travel with you. I mean, that's what, you know. And so, uh, they said to me, said, well, uh, how, how are you going to take care of this? I said, oh, that's not a problem. I said, that's not a problem at all. I said, all I'm going to do is, is take authority of them, over them, lay my hands on the two of you, and get you delivered of familiar spirits, and then I'm going to run them out of this house. And I said, and that'll be the end of it. And I said, uh, if they come back, you call me. But I said, very seldom, if ever, those kind of familiar spirits like that ever come back. And so anyway, I prayed, and, and a few weeks later, I, I saw them, and they came walking over to the house, and they said, never happened again. A few months went by, never happened again. Never happened again. One day, this gal uh, came over, and she said to me, she said, you know, she said, you're a strange man. And I said, yeah, I've been strange all my life, honey. I said, uh, strange probably isn't the right word that most people use, the same word that most people use, but I said, indifferent would be nice, but it's not even that nice, uh, the way to put it. And she said, but if the church only knew, she said, we went to the Catholic church that we belong to, and we began to tell them about what God had put into your life and how we knew it was real. And you know what we were told? That we had a problem ourselves, and all that you did was come over and pacify us into thinking we didn't have a problem. Now, that was the church's answer to them about their home being delivered. Familiar spirits congregate. They get into a family, and they're very, very difficult, bless God, to do what? To get out of the family. They, they, you know, they, and, and it goes on through that. And, 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 when you begin, and when you begin to realize uh, that, bless God, that how do they do all this stuff? You know, one of the things that a lot of people ask me, well, you know, I, I, you know, where we're at, they teach that the devil, the powers of darkness, these familiar spirits can read your mind. I said, no, they can't read your mind. Darkness doesn't, darkness doesn't have the right to, to enter over into that world uh, to do that at all. I said, they're there to do what? To steal, to kill, and destroy. That's just basically to bring doubt and unbelief into your life and all the misery that they can bring to you so that you cannot fulfill what you believe God's Word to say is truth for your life. And that, that's basically what a familiar spirit is out to do. They're out to keep you from overcoming. And if they can put enough pressure on you long enough, you're going to say, ow, unless you come to the direct revelation of the fact that it really doesn't make a bit of difference whether God delivers you today or He delivers you tomorrow or He delivers you next month or He delivers you next year. The fact of it is He will deliver you. That timing and that place is up to God. You have nothing to do with it except to keep yourself within the Word of God and speak out of your mouth His Word. That determination, when you make that determination, then you set the wheels in motion with God then for Him to make the determination as to how long He's going to let you go through whatever you're going through. But once you put a stop to it, the stop doesn't have, actually have to come immediately unless, unless you're uh, in and around somewhere that the anointing is strong enough to destroy that yoke. Now, that's one of the things that we're going to uh, we're definitely going to do uh, tomorrow morning is we're going to have a deliverance service. And we're going to deliver you and those of you that want to be delivered from, from, from some familiar spirits. God has put that kind of anointing in my life and in my ministry. And you can leave here tomorrow evening going home a whole lot freer than you did when you came in. All right? But that choice is yours. I'm, I'm not here to make that, that choice for you. Now, uh, the devil is not uh, omnipotent, 
uh, is not omnipresent. Only God uh, is those things, all right? Now, and now let's stop and think about it. If, in fact, the, the powers of darkness, the devil could read minds, why didn't he just whip himself down there and, 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 you know, and destroy Jesus when he was a babe? Couldn't read minds. They went around doing what they did. They're combating all the male. Remember when Herod decided to put all the male children to, to death over the deal? They can't read minds. They, they wasn't said. Remember when they said, if we had known him to have been the Son of God, we would have killed him? They didn't know. Why? Because they couldn't read his mind. So powers of darkness cannot, in any way, shape, or form, read, uh, bless God, um, um, uh, your mind and, and isn't set, nor will ever be set, uh, to do such. Now, I, I don't know whether or not, I seem to have lost my way here, so just give me a moment, because I want to make sure I didn't miss a page here. That would be just terrible to, to send you down the road knowing that, uh, that bless God, that uh, we, uh, we missed a page. No, I got it all in. I thought, let me see, it must be over here somewhere. Maybe it's over here somewhere. Yeah, it is over there somewhere. I guess we'll get to that part. Now, if in fact, you and I make our minds up that we're going to speak God's Word and we're going to stand upon God's Word come hell or high water, what it puts into, into place is darkness is standing around. And again, the only way familiar spirits have to know whether they win or lose is by what you say and by how you act. Folks, that is the only way that they got to knowing what's going on. Now, if you're always saying you're healed and you're wealthy and you're healthy and you're wise and all those kind of things, what do they have to believe? That. But you know what you and I do? The same thing that Abraham did. We sat down, we reasoned this thing out and say, now, now look, I went up, I had prayer, and I stood on God's Word. It didn't work. So... The first thing we do out of our mouths to, usually it's our spouses, is say, well, I'm really not healed. And you know what you really did? You really caused yourself now to really not be healed. You can do the same thing with your finances. You can do the same thing with your job. You can do the same thing with your marriage. You can do the same thing with your children. You can do the same thing with everything that pertains to your life. You have to put a guard or a watch upon your mouth, okay? The only person that can keep that from happening to you is you. You're the, you're, you're the, in other words, if you're not going to stop it, those spirits aren't going to stop. Okay, they are not going to stop. Let, let's, let's talk for a minute about a spirit of lust. And, and because that, that, this is, it's real. You know, the church thinks that they don't have any problems and, and bless God, there's as much lust in the church as there uh, down at the whorehouse here in, in, in whatever local area you live in. But I uh, see a spirit of lust. As long as you let your mind toy with that, it's going to eat you up. It's, it will eat you up. That spirit will see to it that, that 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 bless God that you keep being fed and fed and fed and fed and fed that stuff until you get to the point of saying, "Well, I I, I you know I can't be delivered. I can't be this. I can't be that." And then all of a sudden you decide you want to confess it, and then you don't do anything about it, and the next thing you know that this the guy's down the street molesting a little ten year old girl. Okay? Or the or the or the twenty four year old school teacher, uh, uh, a female gal is jumping in bed with some uh, fourteen, fifteen year old student. Those spirits have to be dealt with. They don't go away because you yell boo 
And they don't go away because you want to be sincere and because you want to say, well, everything's going to work okay tomorrow with God. You have to do something. In other words, you have to participate. You have to participate in order for this thing to, to, to build itself to a place where you have confidence in the words that you're speaking. See, the, the Word of God is a powerful thing. The words that, that He spoke created. When He said, let there be light, there was light. That's the reason that, bless God, that, that through all these years of ministry that I have found that, bless God, when, when the Lord God has, has spoke to me and, and they sent the angel and the angel said, you have now become God's friend. He wants you to know that. I thought, well, I thought I'd been His friend. I've traveled the world and all this stuff and, and here now I find out I've just now become His friend. And the angel said to me, said, the Lord said, speak, speak, what you will, and God will honor what you speak. And I thought, wow. And it took me probably six months for that to sink in. I, because I didn't, really didn't, really didn't understand. And then all of a sudden, I began to realize how powerful the words are that we all speak. Not just because this had happened to me, but because it had happened to me, I really began to realize, and I had taught for years, about the power of the spoken word. But now I begin to realize that just mere words, mere words out of my mouth turns hurricanes. Mere words out of my mouth brings droughts and floods, brings curses upon lands all over this world. Mere words out of my mouth does that. Well, dear God in heaven, if mere words out of my mouth can do that, then what does mere words out of your mouth do when you combat the familiar spirits that have come that have come to kill, to steal, and destroy you and your family, what does that do to them? It does the same thing, folks. It destroys the work of darkness. Because what? Darkness can't, can't tolerate the light. When you speak the word, light comes in. Darkness has to leave. That's the rule. That's a supernatural law. So when you do that, but what negates that is when you go back then and you work the other principle, and I call it the principle of, of defeat, when you go back and then, and then you out of your mouth say, well, you know, I, I, I just, I just not going to make it. I'm just, I'm just not going to, oh, help, I'm just not going to. What do you think the powers of darkness are doing? And they're all going, woo we're in business here, boys. Come on, let's get in there. And I mean, let's get in there and keep punching, keep punching. Maybe they'll commit suicide. The least they'll do is quit serving the Lord. We got this one right where we want them. Keep punching. And then we go through the next thing. Nobody cares about me. Nobody cares whether I live or I die. Oh, I'm sorry, but that one that which will never leave you nor ever forsake you cares very much for you. Enough that He gave His only begotten Son for you. What will you give to Him? You have enough inside yourself to believe that the Word that He speaks is life. And to anybody that can find that word will be life. See, that's the reason that I said that, that you, 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 when you come to the realization of the power God possesses and what we, see, we don't know what we have a hold of here, folks. We're not, we're, we're, we have not even scratched the surface. And here I'm traveling this country telling people this, this people on this earth is going to be faced soon with the mark of the beast. We're going to be, we're soon going to be faced with great plagues that are going to devastate this world, we're soon going to have to understand that if we can't operate over into that supernatural realm and call those angels and have those angels come in and do what those angels do, we ain't going to make it. 
And do you know what I'm saying when I begin to tell people that we're dawning the, the greatest angelic visitation that's ever happened? Is, do you realize what people are they're sitting there going? And you know why they're sitting there with big eyes? Because they can't come past, bless God, now faith is. The substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. They haven't even got down 101 religion yet. And here's a man talking about angels coming and bless God, picking them up and doing whatever needs to come and is going to deliver food when there needs to be food and water when there needs to be water and miracles when there needs to be miracles. How in the name of the Lord Yeshua could that ever take place when we can't even understand now faith is? And you want to know something? I don't know how it's going to be possible either. I just preach what He puts in the bucket. But I know one thing, folks. The church is so cockeyed for behind that they think they're so cockeyed for in front that it isn't even funny. And they don't know squat about the supernatural world and they don't know squat about what's taking place and I'm not sure that most of them ever will. But some of you are going to. For those that dare believe God are going to stand up and do great exploits in these last days, so saith the Lord. That will dare to believe Him. Will dare to step out on His Word and say, I believe His Word to be truth for me and my family. See, the concerns that I have with these people, and we got more people concerned, and oh, oh, oh brother, I'm into prophecy. Oh, I'm into prophecy. And you can't even rule your own household and you're into prophecy? Baloney! Why being, what in the world is prophecy going to do for you when you and your family are about to die because you can't believe God's Word? What's it going to do for you? Not a cockeyed thing. Love that word, cockeyed. Not a thing. Not a thing. And you can know all the, you know, and see that again. We got all these knuckleheads. Well, in 207, oh, we're going to, ooh, ooh, this is going to happen. What makes the difference if it does or it doesn't anyhow? Come on, folks, think about it for a minute. You looking for your, your, your new Babe Ruth, to, to, you know, to, to, to make a hero out of or what? See, real prophets, real prophets will never be your hero. Real prophets sometimes you find very, very hard to love, okay? Because we love you in a way that no one's ever loved you. We're going to tell you the truth, and we're going to put the Word of God far enough in your mouth that, bless God, that it's going to choke you if you're not real careful. That's the kind of love that we have for you. We know where you're at. We know where you're walking. And if there's anything that absolutely just turns my world upside down is to have some jackass come to me, up to me, and act like they're so spiritual and me know them where they're living because I see into that world. There's nothing, I'm telling you folks, I get to the point, now this is really the love of Jesus, where I'd like to slap people at times. I've never slapped anybody, all right? I just said I'd like to. Now, I always try to repent, obviously, after those feelings come upon me. But why is I don't, I don't care if you can walk on the water today. If your life is still wrapped up with familiar spirits, you lost! You lost! You didn't win. You lost! You gained nothing into the kingdom. And yet we are all wrapped up into this thing of being so supernatural. Ooh, look at me. Well, I know you don't quite come up to that, but maybe one day if you pray and fast like I do, you will. So lonely. 
following. It's got nothing to do with that. Do you know what this is? It's a great big school. It started when God said, let there be light. And bless God, it's gone on ever since then. It's teaching us. We are to be what? Christ-like. We were made in His image. And if we're made in His image, then what are we letting these familiar spirits come around? And the alcoholism, it's a familiar spirit. You know, have you ever been around people? I think I said this last night. said, well, I'll never drink. My dad was a drunk, and they end up being a, just as big a drunk as dad was. Their kids become the same drunk. Familiar spirits. They operate that way. They always have. They always will. Until somebody can understand and discern supernaturally and put a stop in the name of Yeshua to it, it will continue. I've had, I've had so many people. One, one time a woman came up and she said to me, she said, I've had two aunts. My grandmother, uh, my mother, have died from uh, uh, ovary cancer, cancer, cancer of the ovary. And I said, uh, I said, really? I said, what do you think about that? She said, well, after listening to you today, because I made some comments somewhat along the lines that I'm ministering this morning, and, and she said, uh, I think it must be a curse. And I said, it is definitely a curse, familiar spirit. She said, well, can, can you? I said, oh, yeah. But I said, what we have to do? I said, do you have children? And she said, I've got two daughters. And she said, I'm concerned about them. And I said, you better be concerned about them. And any of the others that were of the family that got daughters should be concerned. But I said, we need to break this curse right here and right now and cause that familiar spirit or spirits and to deny them any further access to the bodies of the females in that line of your family. She said, you can do that? I said, you bet I can do that. She said, well, she said, I, I want that to happen. So a few years went by, and, and she wrote to me, and she said that nobody within the family of the, the females, any of them had died. And at that point, as I said, she had two aunts. She had a mother and a grandmother that had died from that, that cancer. Now, folks, there's something to all that. Those aren't just something that somebody prayed and got lucky. The luck doesn't have anything to do with it. It's the anointing that destroys the yoke. Now, in essence, when you examine and you begin to realize that the powers of darkness, the familiar spirits have come and they've gotten our eyes turned over into areas where we, such as what I mentioned before, as prophecy. Oh, oh, we need to know all about Armageddon and we need all the... It's nice that you know about that stuff. But folks, that's not going to do you one iota bit of good unless you can take the Word of God and you can beat the devil upside the head seven ways from Sunday. It's just not going to do you any good in the long run. And, that, and that's, what, that's what this is all about. This is all about you being able to demonstrate the power of God. This is all about you doing exactly everything that Jesus did and greater things. That's what this is about. This, is, this isn't about the, oh, the Holy Ghost goosebumps. This isn't about falling down on the floor. It's not about, bless God, running around the room and, and gold dust falling down out of the... Now, that's still going on. Uh, down out of, out of... Oh, please God. You know, that's, that's one of the latest and greatest shows, you know. You get in service and gold dust. And that, we even went that one place out, out there in, in, in D.C. Uh, uh, what meeting was that? Uh, uh, that may have been before I met you, that trip before I was out there. Okay, that was before that, the trip before that when I was in D.C. A lady come up and her these two sisters come up and said, and they had wanted to know, said, have you seen gold dust falling? And I said, no, and I never will. 
He said, well, we've seen it. I said, no, you haven't. Well, we did too, and I said, no, you haven't. One told Donna she even had diamonds fall. That's when Donna asked her to pick up a few and mail them to her. <laughs> Good Jewish thought, right? <laughs> pick up a few and mail them to me, Donna. <laughs> What's going on, folks? That's not in the book. If you've got to have, but you see what it is? It's a draw, isn't it? Draw. You, you come, you come, and, and gold dust is going to fall, you know. And uh, it didn't dawn on me, but we were in ministry somewhere, and, and uh, Leslie Johnson had put, uh, and I didn't know they had such a thing as that. Donna said, oh, yeah, it's a makeup one, Donna, that had a body, body, whatever. And anyway, she'd sit down in a chair, and I, she got up, and I went over to sit down. I was in the same chair, and there's all these, I said, it's happened. I said, they're gold dust. I said, we got, we got gold dust right here, gold dust. And, of course, we all got to laughing because we knew it was, was her makeup. Now, folks, let's get real. What's going to make the difference in your life, even if gold dust was to fall, diamonds was to be found? Well, I say about the diamonds to be found to make a difference financially in your life. But what's it going to do for your furtherment into God's kingdom? Not a thing. And yet we, you know, and yet we get into these things. We get caught up in these things. You know, I went back to that same thing when that... Uh, well, Rodney Howard Brown, was that his name that come through America? And, and, and everybody laughed and fell on the floor and, and carried on. And, 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 you know, people would write to me even back then and say, well, what's going on with all that? Is, that? is that really, really of God? And I said, no, that's not really of God. You know, they called it a great refreshing for America. I'll tell you what it was. It was a great deception for America. Does God want you happy? Yeah, you ought to have to go to church to laugh until you fell down the floor. What's that about? The joy of the Lord is my strength. And the joy of the Lord doesn't need to make a, a jackass out of yourself in front of a bunch of people by laughing and falling in the floor. I mean, that's all they did. I don't know whether you ever went to any of their meetings. I never did, but I had some people that went intentionally to bless God to see what went on. And that's all they did was they get to go on, and all of a sudden somebody start laughing, and then they can fall on the floor. Now, have you ever been in some of the big ministry where when you get hands laid on you, you got to fall down? You ever been in any of them? Yeah. Have you heard me tell you how I cured a whole church one time of that? Told all the ushers to stay seated. I, I didn't tell them from the pulpit. I told them we got together in the room. I said, tonight when they come up the line, you just stay seated. Well, there's always used to having them people behind them catch them. Them people I went to praying, them people went falling down. You hear them heads hitting, hitting that concrete floor sound like pumpkins. Next night, there wasn't nobody fell down. What's that about? I'll tell you what that's about. That's about a bunch of baloney. There really is something called being slain in the Spirit, as we have so named it. But that doesn't happen to you every time you get prayed for. That isn't anything that happens to you. Just, bless God. I've watched God put down 5,000 people or more at one time. God said, I'm going to show you something tonight, son, that you'll never forget. And I said, what's that? He said, you just go to the meeting and be open. I'm in Africa, way out in the bush. And there was at least five. Somebody was trying to, one time told me there were about 7,000. I'm not sure, but I pretty well know what a crowd of five, 6,000 looks like. And it was somewhere in that range. And the Lord said to me, he said, tell the people to raise their hands in the air. Because he said, you need to understand what's, what's going on. Because, see, I was having a real struggle with this, with what I was, had seen here in America. And anyway, I, I, through the interpreter, I had got, got their hands in the air. And the Lord said, speak my name. I spoke his name, and it was beginning in the front of that crowd, and it was like dominoes, and they just went, and they all went to the ground. 
And the Lord spoke to me at that moment and said to me, don't forget, this is what the Lord God does to you. And from that point on, I've realized that God is God. What we have done is try desperately to put God in a little box, and we try to get Him to perform when we want Him to perform. And folks, He doesn't perform. Do you know when most of you get serious about God? When you get into that mode of poor me and help, help. When everything's going fine, most of you don't fast, most of you don't pray, most of you don't study, most of you don't seek the living God as though He's fine silver and He's fine gold. But you get a bad report from the doctor, you get in a financial bind, you get down and out, you'll start seeking God, or you should start seeking God with everything you got. So you got the other side then that just crawls up and does nothing. And those are, those are the ones that, those are the ones that are, it, in other words, that, that game's, that game's over before it what? Before it ever starts. Well, um, how much time have I got left on that? I, my, 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 my clock didn't work. In fact, I can't even stop this thing. What in the world do you suppose happened with that? That'll look good on that thing. Boy, I stopped it now. Doesn't work, period. We have to, and I, I as we will come this afternoon, I, I'm trying to get this thing worked around because Donna's got something I really, I really want her to, to give over this station if we, if we can find a way to work it in. I, I wanted it to either be this afternoon uh, or uh, I don't know how we're going to work it in because I want to make sure I've got to close this thing tomorrow because I want that anointing to do what God wants it to do in order for those of you that want to be delivered from some of this stuff to, to you know, to, to be able to be delivered. But what you've got to begin to do and what I want you to do is begin to, to uh, begin to go look back into your lives. Look back into your family. Look back to your grandfathers. Do you know why, do you know why most of you here today have eye problems? And why most of you are wearing glasses today, you want to know why? Because somewhere up the generations, you had somebody that, bless God, that uh, was not fair in, in, in business dealings. Somewhere up, in the, up the line. The Bible's very, very pointed about it. Look it up. You have eye problems because that, what happened? Because somebody decided to do something wrong, it became a curse to your family, and then it just kept getting passed down, and it got down to you. He said, you mean that... Yeah, that's what the Bible says. I, that's not what I'm saying. That's what the Word of God says. So you see that there, all this stuff has not got anything to do with I got unlucky. I got unlucky and I can't see, or I got unlucky, or I got diabetes, or I got unlucky and I got this, or I got that. If there's any unlucky to it, you're unlucky because you had some dumb forefather somewhere that, that messed things up for your generation and, and, and all the generations before you and then even the ones after you. Because those familiar spirits keep being passed down. Now, curses can go on for, you know, for a few generations and they'll stop. But familiar spirits can be passed from generation to generation to generation and never stop. And that's the reason we, we don't know how to, we don't know how to, 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 to confront those things because we've never had people that, bless God, that ever worked over into the other side in, in a deep enough, uh, uh, areas of the other side anyway in the spirit or the supernatural world in order to, to be able to tell you for a fact that these things going on. Uh, a young man came to me one time that uh, that, uh, that had, was an epileptic, and and he was really uh, bad. I mean, he was married, uh, he was taking all kind of drugs, and he had heard me on the radio, and he drove here from a pretty good distance uh, one night, and he and he came up and he said to me, he said um, he was standing there and he's crying. He said, I want to have children, but he said I can't have children because I'm afraid that somehow they'll have epilepsy like I've got epilepsy. And I said, well, you're smart. Because I said, do you know where it comes from? And, no. And so I told him. I said, well, 
I said, there's epilepsy in your family. Well, yeah. He said, how did you know that? And I said, because it's a, it's a familiar spirit. I said, you don't need to be cured. What you need to be is delivered. See, if, 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 if preachers knew these things, at least maybe they could go at them in a way that, bless God, that will get some results. But you know what people do with episodes? Pray that they be healed by the stripes of Jesus. Well, that's a wonderful prayer. But that won't cure epilepsy. Epilepsy has to be cast out because it's a familiar spirit. And once it's cast out, it's what? It's gone. See, it's gone, and then they're back just fine. So anyway, it was really something because this young man, like I said, he was probably 22, 24 years old, and he and his wife had come quite a distance. And anyway, I, when I got done, I prayed for him. I said, now you go back to the doctor, and you let the doctor examine you. And then I said, then you're going to know what's happened. He said, I, I know what happened. I felt the thing come out. I said, and nevertheless, you go back to the doctor. So he went back to the doctor, and, and uh, 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 a few weeks went by, and, and, and he called me. And he said, uh, Prophet Deckard, he said, I want to tell you something. He said, I went to the doctor, and there's no evidence at all. And they've taken me off all the medicine. And he said, I haven't had anything happen since the time that I came, and you did what I did. You did. And so a few years went by. And anyway, the same, uh, the same young man became a minister. And uh, anyway, uh, I was in uh, Evansville, Indiana, and I was ministering. And uh, he, brought, he, brought his, he had a little girl. He brought his little girl. And he got up and he testified. And he said to him, he said, you know, he said, I want you to know and understand that, that he said, I, this little girl wouldn't be here today if it hadn't been for the prophet. And I looked at him and I said, no. I said, don't you give the prophet any glory here. I said, you're here today and that little girl here today because God loves you. And all God did was let me discern and understand your problem wasn't to be healed. Your problem was to be delivered. And that's the difference. Now, now I could stand here and spend the rest of the morning, I'll let you miss lunch, and telling you stories about how that I have watched God deliver people from familiar spirits. Your biggest problem isn't, bless God, what you think it is. Your biggest problem is you, yourself, and I. Okay? And that's where your problem's at. When you get understanding, when you begin to understand, then you'll begin to you'll begin to defeat the devil. One time, I uh, took a piece of paper and a pencil, and every time I spoke out of my mouth something positive, I put a mark. I drew a line down the middle of this little pad, put it in my pocket, and every time I said on one side, if I was in doubt and unbelief, I had it written in, in faith on the other side, the first side, and I'd put a check mark. And I, at the end of the day, I would sit down and I would tally up how I had done. And I was more than surprised to find that most of my check marks were in doubt and unbelief side. And I began, folks, the reason I'm telling you this, you've got to work at this thing. I'm sorry, being a child of the king does not cause you to somehow pass, uh, if you will, religion 101, which most of you have tried to bypass. These, these things are the very oracles of God. And I do not understand why they weren't taught church except one thing. The church didn't know how to teach it. Okay, and now I'm realizing more and more all along that all this stuff I've, I've taught for 31 years, bless God, they're the reason they just didn't know it. They didn't understand it. They didn't work over into the world so they couldn't teach it. So it was easier to do what? Put it all into one group and that, that would be the end of it. So, so what, I, what I began to realize was I had to work at this thing. I had to bring my mouth into subjection to the Word. Now, that's not an easy thing to do when you live around people uh, that, and out in the world in the workplace where people are always speaking doubt and unbelief. They're always doing that. 
And so you, you have to learn, and as I said, you've got to learn to tear things down. Once something is spoken to you, it's put into your spirit, man, whether you know that or not. See, that's the reason that, 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 that see, people sowing discord, uh, uh, the reason that's such an abomination to God is because it causes you then to become that sin. Because it's planted in you, and then after a while, even if you didn't believe that, after a while, you'll begin to have, well, I wonder if what they said is right about brother such and such. Now, that would have never come up if it had never gotten planted. But what you do is let people plant into your spirit, then all that comes up, then it's got to be reaped, all right? What was sown has to be reaped, and it all turns to be in a dingy-looking brown. And nobody wants to harvest dingy-looking brown stuff, right? And that's what happens to us. So, so when we learn the proper procedures of this stuff, and that's the reason I, I, you know, when I teach into those areas, I'm always saying, look, you have got to get down to understanding that when you, somebody says something to you that you know is not right, don't just stand there and, oh, I don't think that's right. No, no, you got to say, look, I don't receive that. And I reject it right now for my spirit in Yeshua's name. But you know what? There's very few people operate in that, in that realm, into that depth. And I'll tell you why. Because we're trying to be polite, nice, and everything else. But what we don't know is those people are speaking death to you. You don't know that. Until you're willing to bless God to stand up for yourself, nobody's going to stand up for you. So we begin, you know, we begin with getting you to, to understand what you have got to be, do. I don't care how bad the pain is. I don't care how broke you are. I'm going to tell you what, I had a brother here not too many months ago sit down and write my ministry a check for $50,000. And probably at that time, that brother might not have had $100 in the bank. May not have had that much money in the bank. Now, what is that? That's faith. Did he tell you to cash it? Oh, no, no, no. He wrote me the check. Will that one day be fulfilled? You bet one day that and a whole lot more will be fulfilled in that. You know why? Because that's looking the devil in the eye and calling him the liar that he is and the father thereof. Do you understand how that? See, that's the way this thing works. This thing works so far past so far past that if you walk in faith, people think you're lying about half the time. How you doing? Well, I'm doing great. Well, how's your beard? Well, bless God, we're going to be in the in the book of remembrance here before very long of all the best businesses in the nation. Where'd that come from? As a man thinketh in his heart, so shall he be. Do you know you can think yourself rich? You can think yourself poor, you can think yourself healthy, or you can think yourself into the grave. So that you think. Not as I think of you, but as you think of yourself. And that's the reason that... And, and folks, I'm going to tell you something. I, 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 I know I'm not just preaching to one or two of you here, and I know that, because everything that, that I do in these things, we've got to... You know, these only happen quarterly, and, and I know that the timing of this thing, the timing of what I'm doing right here is just absolutely, and, and, I mean, just, just right in step with God because we have just come to the point where we've had all the fun, and we've got through all the whoop-de-doo, the angels coming in, all this stuff has happened, and you had to go home and begin to live what the prophet was pushing at you, and it has come down like hoopoli on top of most of you. And all of a sudden now you've had to decide maybe you're not quite as spiritual as you thought you were, and you know what I'm going to say to you today? We're just about to get to the place where we start doing something, aren't we? We're just about to get you to the place now where you're going to be willing to listen and we can take you on into this thing and you understand this is war. Understand? This is war. 
This is life and it's death, it's blessings and it's cursings. You choose. I had to choose. You're going to have to choose and you're going to have to stand upon the choice that you have made and you're going to have to point your finger at those familiar spirits and call them what they are. They are liars. And you won't receive it because why? God's Word says you don't have to be that way. And you've decided you won't be that way. That's what changes your life. See, we, none of us are going to change our life as long as everything's going well. One more illustration. When I got saved filled with the Holy Ghost, same thing with you, or most of you, and hopefully all of you, it seemed like everything was coming up wonderful. The Lord was dealing with us, and the Word was alive, and everything was taking place, and everything was working great, and that went on for about six months, and then all of a sudden it, it seemed like that, bless God, everything... <laughs> And the Lord went on vacation to the Bahamas and forgot to tell us He was leaving. Right? That's the way it works. The Lord showed me. He said, well, it's like this. I saw in, in, in the vision, I saw a, a water hydrant and it was turned on full force. He said, when you receive me and then film it, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, He said, it's flowing. And then He said, now watch. And He began to turn it down. That stream was still, it just got smaller and smaller. And it got down to a drip. And he said, the reason that I let it come to the point where it's at the drip is now we're going to find out why you're in this thing. See, all of us, unfortunately, have ulterior motives as to why we're serving God. Some of you are here because you, 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 you first above, we all want to say the right thing, so we love Him. But some of us are here because we're hurting. Some of us are here because we're depressed. Some of us are here because we're broke. Some of us are here because this. Some are here before that. And, and, and that's all mixed in with all the right reasons of being here, all right? But, but as the Lord said, He said, when I shut this down, then I find those ones that really want me and have the right motives. And the ones that don't, He said, they'll dry up. The drip will eventually just almost stop. But He said, watch. He said, for those that come to the point that are willing now listen, that are willing to walk through the fire. Was, was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego willing? Well, yeah, they were down in the walking around in the fire. And there was an angel there with him. And I've said before, and I'll say again, that wasn't Jesus in the midst of the fire. Now, all you got to do is go back and get your concordance out and look at it. And, and at that time, the sons of God were, were angels. And that's the way they were in the Old Testament of the Tanakh. They were, they were given as... But they were down there walking in the fire. You've got to be willing to jump in the fire and then walk around in the fire. And when you become willing to do that, then God is going to be willing to start opening back up that faucet, and that flow is going to get larger, and it's going to get larger, and then it can be developed, and then it begins to bring forth what God wants to bring forth in your life. Now you say, boy, that's, that's, that's a, lot of, uh, a lot of information, and uh, yes, it is. And, and does it really work that way? Absolutely. And can I work it? Yeah, you can because you're a child of God. See, the, the, the unique thing about God, He doesn't put us in categories. He doesn't say, well, now this group over here, now you, you, you can achieve a little bit, but now this group here is going to achieve more. But this group over here is going to be the real overachievers. No, no, we are all overachievers when it comes to the Lord. The, the deal is, once you can control those familiar spirits that bring doubt and unbelief, doom and gloom to you in despair, when you can get those things under control, you're going to be able to be in that overachiever group. 
Until then, you're going to think, well, maybe I'll... You know, no, no. I'm going to tell you something. God is no respecter of persons. Amen? He, he loves you just the same as He loves the person sitting next to you. No more, no less. What He does for one, He does for everybody. And what I'm after is seeing everybody out here raising the dead. Now, that, that may, may, may seem to you today where you're at with the Lord as something that can never happen. But let me tell you something. All things are possible with God. There is nothing that's impossible. All things are possible. The key, as a man thinketh in his heart, so was he. What do you think of yourself today? I want you to think about that before we come back this afternoon to service. What do you think about yourself? How do you see yourself? How do you see you? Where, you, where do you stand in, the, in this, this stack of all this stuff? Are you at the top or are you at the bottom? Are you somewhere in the middle and just, you know, getting along the best you can? Or are you into this thing understanding that, bless God, there's more tomorrow there is today, and hell and all of his cohorts aren't going to keep me from it? That's the attitude I hope we can get you to go out that door tomorrow afternoon with and take it home and live it. You are the overcomer. You didn't get defeated. There's no way for you to be defeated unless you give it up. Hey, thank you again so much. That's Prophet Tom Deckard, Mount Carmel, Illinois, Cradle of Hope Ministries. Again, you can get more information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. Get out there, do yourself a favor, find out what's going on here, and you won't be disappointed. So, again, you can also get more. All the tape series is out there on the website for you to get a hold of. I greatly encourage you to get all that. You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com, and we'll be praying for your prayer request. Again, that's cradle at jewishprophet.com. Shalom. Until next week, remember, with God, all things are possible. Shemunikah <laughs>